You're listening to the Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Vakula, here to help you travel the world at next to no cost through credit card points, miles, benefits, and rewards. Make money, save money, and take advantage of great deals. Visit my website at hurdygurdytravelpodcast.com where you can read episode transcripts, complete a free credit card questionnaire to receive tailored recommendations, follow me on social media, view helpful resources, listen to past episodes, and contact me. Thank you for joining me for episode 21. What's in my wallet? April 2020. I discuss my current credit card lineup and which cards I use on a day-to-day basis. First, some personal and podcast updates. I'm recording this intro on April 4th of 2020, now day 19 of Shelter in Place here in the Philadelphia area. As promised, I'm continuing to release more episodes than usual, and I'm live streaming daily from YouTube at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with supporter of the show, Cakeology. Join us for laughs, helpful tips, and your questions answered live. Visit his YouTube channel at Cakeology, C-A-K-E-O-L-O-G-I. More information can be found in the show notes. On to today's episode. What's in my wallet? The answer changes day to day depending on my expected purchases. During the shelter-in-place time, my spending has significantly gone down because I'm not traveling, I'm not going to stores or engaging in as much reselling as I usually do. Since so many stores are closed, and perhaps because of safety concerns, there aren't as many deals compared to more usual times. However, there are still some online deals to capitalize on. I recently purchased Lowe's and Home Depot gift cards, for instance, at a 10% discount using my American Express Blue Business Plus card for two times points. I'm working on the calendar year goal of 50000 in spend for 100,000 points. I'll wait for good deals and place some everyday spend on this card rather than hitting it really hard early on in the year just to hit the goal. Slow and steady wins the race. I got the Blue Business Plus card months ago because of a good sign-up bonus at the time combined with swapping referral links with a friend so we could both get bonus American Express membership rewards points. Valuing membership rewards at a minimum of 1.5 cents per point, I stand to gain $1,500 in value just from the 2x points on 50000 in spend, $750 more than if I were to just get 1x per dollar spent on other American Express cards. For this reason, the Blue Business Plus is worth keeping. It's well worth canceling Amex cards if high continued value is absent in year two with your card, if you can instead just get a new card which gives big value, mainly coming from a sign-up bonus. Since I can only have five Amex credit cards at one time, I look to cancel cards after one year rather than keeping a card and getting little to no value. My American Express Bonvoy business card is on the chopping block. Year one with the card was great because I got the card with an increased sign-up bonus, but the card gave me very little value after the sign-up bonus. For me, its categories are really marginal, and I'd rather gain other currencies than Bonvoy points. I intend to cancel once the annual fee posts to get a new card. I could pay an annual fee of about 100 and get a free night certificate, but I'm hardly ahead on this proposition. Maybe I get about $150 in value from the free night certificate and I'm ahead about $50, but it's not worth waiting two or three months for the certificate to come in. There's opportunity costs in waiting when instead I can just cancel, not have to bother with the certificate, and get far more value through a new card. Besides, I have many Hyatt and Hilton points combined with statuses, so why bother with Marriott? The American Express Delta Sky Miles Business Gold and the Business Green card are two newer additions to my wallet. I got the Business Green to work on a 25,000 point sign-up bonus and more points from swapping referral links with a friend. 
the Delta card had a limited offer of 60,000 miles in year one for $2,000 in spending with no annual fee. The offer is now expired. Business Green also recently had its first year annual fee waived, so I opted in while the offer is still around. I'll use the Business Green card and the Delta card for spend without a bonus category to hit sign-up bonuses and then largely stop using the card. Just small transactions every few months after that to keep the cards active. Business Green, past the sign-up bonus, will only give 1x point per dollar spent, and the Delta card has categories better represented on other cards I have. Both cards will stay around for one year. The American Express Blue Business Cash card is at the top of my wallet as well. The card gives 2% cash back on all spending, and, through a referral offer, I got a $500 sign-up bonus. The card is great for non-bonus spend, spend without a category bonus that I'll have on other cards. I use this card along with the Blue Business Plus. I don't intend on keeping this longer than one year. I also have the American Express Personal Green Card. I got this with an increased offer, notice a trend here, and I use it for travel for 3x points. 3x isn't very exciting though, as it's not much more than 2x or 2% on other cards I have, but it's something. Again, as I mentioned in every episode, and hopefully you're in agreement, return on spend from sign-up bonuses should be the main focus. The green card also gave me a $100 statement credit for clear membership, which helps me speed through airport waiting lines. I used the statement credit with a Black Friday deal, which reduced the clear membership to just over $100, and it gave me a free Amazon gift card. The membership was negative cost. I hope to upgrade to get a second gold card when the annual fee comes up. Next is that Amex Gold card. I got this soon after the card released. As far as I remember it, 50,000 point sign-up bonus and 20% back on dining spend, up to $500 for another $100 credit atop the 4x points on all dining spending. The card is also my go-to grocery card for 4x points on up to $25,000 in spending I aim to max every year. I also get a $100 airline incidental credit and a $10 a month dining credit. I use the incidental credit for award booking taxes. I'll use points and then have to pay seven or eight dollars. This also works on in-flight food purchases, seat upgrades, and more. The card is an absolute keeper as it doesn't take up a five card slot and gives me value well beyond the annual fee. My American Express Business Gold card is sparingly used following me getting its sign-up bonus. Although I get 4x points on gas and shipping services, so I use this at post offices and gas stations, Although, as I've mentioned in the past, I use grocery rewards, grocery points, for gas and discounted gift cards. Also, I use at Speedway and Gulf gas stations, savings I get that were better than 4x points. There are rare moments where I have to fill gas using a card, so I'll use the business gold in these cases. This card also gave me a big chunk of points through referrals, 20,000 points per referral, or maybe even 25,000. So I used this for two referrals in early 2020 and also in 2019. I also have the American Express Delta Platinum business card, which was really great when I got it in 2019, but changes to the card in 2020 reduced its value in my eyes. High spend on the card would give progress toward Delta status and bonus miles, but the bonus mile feature was taken away in 2020. It's going to be a cancel when the annual fee comes up but the sign-up bonus, status, and bonus miles were really nice. I may get the Delta Reserve business card in the future for status and lounge access if there is an increased offer. Finally, of my Amex cards, I use the Business Platinum for purchases of $5,000 or more for 1.5 times points. I also use this to access airport Centurion lounges and Delta Sky Clubs when flying Delta. 
I use yearly credits for Dell and airline incidental credits. It also offers me a 35% rebate when using points through the Amex portal with my preferred airline. I probably won't keep this card when its annual fee comes up in 2020 unless there is a very good retention offer. See my website at hurdygurdytravelpodcast.com for Amex referral links to help support my efforts. I currently have two Chase cards in my wallet and would have more if I knew better some time ago. I'm mainly getting business cards at the moment, so I can get more Chase cards in coming months. I'm eyeing Chase business cards and the World of Hyatt personal card, which would be wonderful for me. I've had the Chase Sapphire preferred for more than a year now and intend to keep the card, mainly to transfer my ultimate rewards points to Hyatt, use Chase offers, and gain points through referrals. I'll pay the $95 annual fee for these features at the moment rather than downgrading to something like the Chase Freedom card. Sapphire Preferred's 2x on travel and dining is not exciting, but it could get some use for travel rather than Amex Green 3x if I'm low on Hyatt points. However, I could also use it for non-category spend, as I value Hyatt points at close to 2%, especially when staying at hotels costing only 5,000 points a night. I got this card when it had no first-year annual fee and 50,000 points as a sign-up bonus. At the moment, I think it's a better offer for a $95 annual fee and 60,000 points. My second Chase card is the amazing Chase Inc. Cash. I got this with a 50,000 point sign-up bonus. No annual fee combined with 5 times points at office supply stores up to $25,000 in spend make this a great card for ongoing and initial value. I transfer its points to the Chase Sapphire Preferred for even more value compared to cashing out at 1% or 1 cent per point. Please, listener, don't ignore Chase cards. Don't be in a waiting period like me. See my website for referral links for the Chase Inc. Unlimited card and the Chase Sapphire Preferred. In early 2020, I was approved for the Barclays JetBlue Business Card, which came with a massive 60,000-point sign-up bonus for an annual fee of only $95. In year two, the card gives anniversary miles, which mostly offsets the annual fee, and the card gives free check bags with JetBlue, a 50% rebate on in-flight purchases, multipliers on JetBlue spend, and two times points at office supply stores. Not bad for combining with Chase Inc. Cash, or when Chase Inc. Cash $25,000 spend is achieved. Spending $50,000 on this card in year also gives mosaic status with JetBlue. I'm hoping to later get the Barclays Aviator business card six months after this JetBlue card. I recently got the US Bank Flex Perks Visa card, and I won't use this much past the sign-up bonus. It does, though, give three times points on all cell phone service provider charges, so I put my cell phone bill on auto pay with this card. I can also use my points for certain travel purchases with a real-time mobile rewards feature. I mainly got this card, though, to qualify for the Altitude Reserve card, since I can't get a checking account or CD with US Bank, since I don't have a local branch. My other 2020 card was the MLife Rewards MasterCard with the First National Bank of Omaha. Only a $100 sign-up bonus, but 3 times points on all MGM purchases and 2x on grocery, which will make a big difference for me as these are large spending categories, and the points also give credit toward casino status, which has given me free rooms, match play, and much more. Since I'm often in Atlantic City and Las Vegas, at least prior to this shelter in place, I get great value from this card. Older cards include the Capital One Spark business card I got with a $500 cash sign-up bonus. This also gives 2% back on all spending. It gets some action, but nothing really special at the moment. Capital One recently waived my second year annual fee, so it remains for now. I also have the Capital One Saver card I also got with a $500 sign-up bonus. Since then, its sign-up bonus is tanked, and I wouldn't suggest this card unless people are very, very late in the game. 
It's 2% grocery isn't exciting, and 4% cashback on dining isn't great. I have 4x on Amex personal gold. Capital One also waived my annual fee for year two, so it stays for now. Either way, dining isn't going to make much of a difference for me, as I don't spend much there. Capital One Quicksilver is a very old card I have. At only 1.5% cashback on spend, I keep it, as it has no annual fee and it helps my average age of accounts. I also have the AAA member rewards card with Bank of America years ago, along with that Quicksilver, before I knew better about cards and this credit card space. It currently and before has or had a low sign-up bonus and its category gain is marginal. However, it gives 2x points at drugstores and grocery, which is worth 2.8% if you convert the points to vouchers you can use for AAA purchases, including auto insurance payment, renter insurance, and membership dues. The card also gives a higher multiplier on AAA purchases, but nothing really exciting here, especially when I'm using vouchers to pay for annual charges. Discover It was one of my first credit cards. It also gets action for its 5% cashback on rotating categories I aim to max each quarter. Last quarter was a big win with groceries spent. I mentioned this in a previous episode as a decent card to start with if you can't get in early with Chase and American Express. I also have the Bank of America Business Advantage Cash Card, which came with a big cash sign-up bonus. I don't often use this card, but I sometimes get action, 3% cash back at office supply stores. Finally, my Amazon Prime Store Card gets little to no use. In previous episodes, I explained how to save more than 5% on Amazon, so do that instead of wasting your time and inquiries with Amazon credit cards, unless you're a huge, huge spender on Amazon. As you see, many of my cards aren't actively used. Sign-up bonuses, even for high spenders, with the exception of some high-spend categories, give the biggest returns. In many cases, gift cards are also in my wallet, as I can combine deals to save or get a return better than most categories. I'll rotate between cards prioritizing categories depending on the purchase, to give good returns, as it's not difficult to know which one to use. I started small, added cards over time, and refer to notes when I need to. I also keep track of my spending, so I don't greatly overshoot high spend goals or sign-up bonuses. It's well worth the small effort, and I have lots of fun during the process, especially when I'm able to travel. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more content. Visit my website at hurdygurdytravelpodcast.com, where you can read episode transcripts, complete a free credit card questionnaire to receive tailored recommendations, view helpful resources, listen to past episodes, and contact me. Support my work through Patreon, PayPal, the Cash App, and referral links by visiting the Donate tab on my website. Subscribe on YouTube at Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast. Like my Hurdy Gurdy Travel Podcast Facebook page, follow HG Travel Podcast on Twitter, and follow Justin Vakula on Instagram. Schedule a free 15-minute consultation with full-time business coach and YouTuber Cakeology, who can help you formally establish your business, build business credit, and get premium business credit cards. When you select from various paid services after the free consultation, I receive credit for referring you. Listen to Cakeology on episode 12 of my podcast. Visit my other podcast at stoicsolutionspodcast.com, where you can find practical wisdom for everyday life inspired by the ancient philosophers of Greece and Rome. Thanks to patrons and fans of this podcast who help support my work. Have a great day.